Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 163 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Kristen Cluck. Kristen lives near Jackson, Tennessee, and she is a chef. Welcome, Kristen. Jen Stevens, hello. Yay! We've been waiting a long time to have have. this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, a, that's a common thread because we've set up interviews. People want to be on the podcast. And I love that we have so many people that want to be on it that it just takes a while to get to you. So it's been, gosh, almost a year, I think, since you first wrote to me. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad glad to finally finally have a chance to chat. I think, you know, the time gives us more to talk about, right? <laughs> It does. I've been collecting a list of things I wanted to ask you and oh, talk I about. That. So Yay. I have multiple lists going, actually. Awesome. Because, you know, I normally do most of the asking. So I love that you're going to ask me. <laughs> oh, I came things. ready. 
Girl, I came to play. That's fun. (laughs) Well, let's get right off started then. And, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, like many people, I have the long history of you know, ups and downs with my weight. I am five foot zero. And so um, I think that just adds some extra challenges for us shorties. We don't have as much room to spread it out. So I think so. It is harder when you're, I think, when you're short. It's very hard. And so ever since, well, I remember when I was 16, I gained a little bit of weight and I was at a school where I had to wear a uniform and I noticed my uniform was getting tight. And I said something to my best friend and she's like, yeah, I noticed. And I was like, oh, boy, thanks a lot for that. What happened to the girlfriend support there? But anyway, so, I mean, really starting that young, I started noticing that I just had to be careful and think about it. And I've always loved food. Desserts are the love of my life, besides my dear husband, of course. And um, so I just started realizing that pretty early in, I mean, I, I was, I wouldn't say my weight was out of control, probably... 30-ish was when I started thinking, oh, man, I've really got to keep this under control. So, you know, just ups and downs, Weight Watchers, all the things. So I was trying to remember which year. Around New Year's, you know, you start thinking about these things. It was either 2018 or 19, probably 18. My husband and I heard about intermittent fasting, did like three seconds of research, and we're like, sure, let's try this. So we were doing the dirty fast with the the yummy coffee in the morning. Right. And I would say for a month or two, we lost a little bit of weight. Things were going pretty well. But then without a lot of foundation, without really knowing what we were doing, without, you know, the results kind of slowed down, we kind of just gradually crept back into, they were just reasons, you know, if you don't have a good reason not to, it's easier to eat. So then... Oh, yeah. That's the story of my early days with intermittent fasting as well. Those years from 2009 to 2014, not understanding that the fast was more than just a way to eat fewer calories in your exactly. eating window. You know, exactly. I didn't understand. Of course, we, we didn't know. Um, lay people certainly didn't know. But it was the same exact thing. And fasting was hard with all that yummy coffee too, wasn't right. it? Made right. a difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and I just, not knowing what I was doing, like I said, we just kind of... I guess just gave up, you know, too many, you know, a lunch here, a breakfast there. And then pretty soon I just wasn't doing it. Right. Well, right around, well, it would have been right around the time of the pandemic, you know, we weren't seeing people. And then I I have a good friend that we always talk about our struggles with weight and discipline. And, you know, there's the weight matter, but there's also just personal discipline and being, having self-control and not being crazy. And we will struggle with sugar and that kind of thing. So, she started telling me about internet intermittent fasting and she told me about your book which at that time delay don't deny was what was available so mm-hmm. i bought it she told me about it i think i started doing it before the book even came no i listened to the audiobook because this was like i said pandemic right so i was home all day there was no lunches breakfasts anything i was painting a room in my house because you know pandemic what else are you right? going to do <laughs> And so I put the audiobook on. I listened to it. I got my whole foyer painted. I didn't eat all day. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. So that was roughly March, let's just say 20th right. of 2020. That's when I started. And I've been going strong ever since. Awesome. 
you know, I think that it was such a pivotal time for so many of us, the entire 2020. You know, we all just had to reexamine what we were doing and figure out what was important to us. Right, right. right. Well, and I think for me, I'm I'm pretty social. And so it took me a, a good while of doing it and really getting solid about what was going on and how it was working for me. That was really helpful for me to not have to make decisions about going to lunch with friends or anything like that and to just establish myself in it. And then by the time things started opening back up and lunch options and so on became available, it was it was easy and it was something that I knew I wanted to do. And so then once I started having lunch opportunities and stuff, I just kind of decided, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'll just go to lunch. I don't have to mm-hmm. eat lunch. Right. And then I realized the world isn't going to come to an end. I can still have lunch. My friends don't think it's terribly weird. They sometimes don't even notice when I'm with a group and it's fine. And so that was that was a big step for me too. So realizing that you could have lunch or that you could not eat at lunch. That I could go to lunch and sit with my friends and not eat and that it yeah, wasn't a big yeah. deal. And that yeah. I can go to an event where there's food. I can, you know, go to the Bible study where there's snacks and just not have a snack. It's not a big deal. Right. It's true. And I remember, you know, the first time I ever went to a party <laughs> and was was fast, you know, I think it was when I was doing an alternate daily fasting kind of a thing. And um, I was like, you know, I'm at this party and I'm not going to eat. Is everybody going to think it's weird? I'm just going to drink water. And no one even noticed. Yeah. Nobody they didn't notices. ask me about it. Yep. They, I was holding something in my hand. That's all that they cared about. Yep. I was there. I was socializing. And nobody, yeah, I didn't even have to talk about it. Right. Yeah. So for a long time, I didn't talk with anybody about it because I'd been so, there'd just been so many things in my life. Like we moved here to West Tennessee about six years ago. And when we moved here, I felt like I was the heaviest I'd ever been. And I, we kind of moved and got settled. And then I started an elimination diet. So I'm meeting people for the first time and I'm like, oh, I don't eat wheat or dairy or eggs or nuts or soy or you know <laughs> sure let's have dinner together you know <laughs> yeah i'll eat some lettuce so. yeah oh, it was and people were so kind and gracious and right. um you know we were still able to make friends in spite of it all but i just felt like i've been down this road so many times and i just don't want to be the person who's always on some weirdo oh, diet yeah that was me i remember being at a christmas party and it was right after i'd read wheat belly when Wheat Belly came oh, out. Yes. And I'm like, that's got to be my problem. Yep. I'm going to go oh. gluten-free. Yep. So I was like, I'm going gluten-free. It was like December, like I said. Oh, so I was perfect. at my school Christmas party. And I'm like, hi, I'm gluten-free. And the people, the caterers, I mean, they've fit, figured out something. But I know people were like, there's Jen on her weird thing. I actually gained weight when I went gluten-free, by the way. I know. I'm sure. <laughs> it's it's pretty ridiculous, all the different things out there and all the things yeah. that we'll try. And it's, yeah, it's just, I do feel like I was very skeptical because I had tried so many things right. and there are so many things out there. And there's a lot of things that are trying to sell you something and trying to, you know, it's like proselytizing for this new diet. And they all make claims, these big lofty claims. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in fact, I was a part of a Bible study that had <laughs> two 
rules. You can't talk about politics and you can't talk about diets <laughs> because those were the two polarizing things. Isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. That really is. You know, I, I joke about in my books, you know, that it's almost like diets are a religion now. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm, it's true. Even though I've left Facebook completely, which is a whole different story. Oh. But yeah, That's I'm, interesting. I'm really enjoying it. I'm still okay. on Instagram just okay. because I never had the pull on Instagram. You know, some right. people like live their whole lives like right. you know, with the whole Instagram. But for me, Instagram is just a thing. I can look at it. I can go. I don't feel the big pull. But because I'm on Instagram, I see, and they figured out that I'm, you know, in the food world, mm-hmm. in the health world, they show me everything. Uh-huh. And it, it's crazy the way that people talk about, like the way, you know, they show me carnivore people who only eat meat and, oh. and what what they are saying. And then they show me the plant-based people that only eat plant-based. And it's just so interesting how they all seem to be so, like, religious yes. in the beliefs about food. Yeah. Well, people, it is an interesting world. I'm not in or on any social media at all. Well, Pinterest is my one social media. I use it. To that find- was my sister. She only was doing Pinterest. Yep, I, I use it to it. find yeah. recipes and mm-hmm. sewing patterns and stuff like That's that. That's the one I've never, I mean, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Like I have an account, but I've never been, I've never done a thing on it. I think I'm going to pin two things and I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. Well, I collect <laughs> stuff on it and that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even understand how to be involved in Facebook and Instagram. And, but I just think that it's such a strange world of people with strong opinions and because it's impersonal people get really vicious with their opinions and it it can get really crazy and that's they post mean things like they'll like somebody on one side will post like a picture of somebody on the other side and make fun of how they look and they're like does this look like someone who's healthy no and like oh my god that's awful that's terrible well i i wrote my husband's a writer and um we wrote an article together for a, a website that we know. And he told me I could only be a part of the article if I would promise not to read the comments. Right. Because he was just like, there's no good will come of it. It will be either it'll inflate your opinion of yourself or it'll totally devastate you. And neither one is good. So that was that was the agreement with the article. No reading the comments. That's very smart because that will it really hurts your feelings. Yeah. Well, he knows because he he went through all of that himself with Mm -hmm. his work and so it's just a world that I have never wanted to enter into. But I do, I get glimpses occasionally. I hear other people talking about what's out there. And it is, it's just crazy. All the, yeah. all the different that's things. partly why I love Facebook. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a whole lot of why. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when you did that elimination diet, did mm-hmm. you find that there were certain foods that didn't work for your body? Well, yes. I, I know that neither wheat nor dairy are great for me. But I also found that those are not things that I'm willing to cut out of my life permanently. Right. And that the kind of effects that I get from them, I'm willing to live with for within reason. And so for me, wheat just does weird, you know, intestinal things to me and I won't go into details. (laughs) Um, So I just find that I am not going to eat wheat on a regular basis, like when we want to do pasta, like last night I made gluten-free pasta and that was fine. And I just avoid, I don't eat a lot of bread, but if I do eat bread, I'm only going to eat really excellent bread. And so I'll eat really excellent bread. I eat cake and cookies because that is very important, but I don't just, I don't eat wheat as a filler ever. Okay. 
So it's, it's really good wheat for the right reasons. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. So we got off the subject. We were talking about, you were talking about your Sunday school class and that Mm -hmm. you weren't allowed to talk about politics or food. (laughs) (laughs) We did get off the subject, didn't we? Drag me back, Jen. Bring me back around. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I got all excited just because it's, you know, it's, it's just such an interesting, it's modern society and it's what. It's what social media has enabled us to do. Right. You know, people used to, there were always book critics. There were always critics, but now it's real time. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't need someone to comment over every aspect of my no, life. <laughs> no, we don't need that. We I've got a husband for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you said you didn't tell anybody about intermittent fasting for right. a while. Well, just my friend Amy, we talked about it. And so we had, because I'm not on social media, I'm not in any of the fasting podcast groups or any of that stuff. And so my friend Amy and I would just talk about it. And, you know, I would ask her questions before I had the information myself. Or we would, you know, text or Marco Polo each other when we're like, you know, I'm having a rough day. I don't know if I can hang out, hang into it. So we would be like, okay, my goal for today is to wait until four to eat. Or my goal for the day is, you know, whatever it was. And then we'd kind of keep each other accountable and stuff. But then um, I would say, I don't know when it switched. I guess when I'd been doing it for a while and I started, I could see that I was having results. Then I started feeling like, well, it's okay to talk about it a little bit. So I I have tried not to um, be obnoxious about it and tell everyone, but um, I do mention it to people. I mean, it comes up naturally sometimes or, and like with my kids, they know that, 
you know, my son, I have an 18 year old son and he works in the food industry. So sometimes he'll bring me a treat home from work or something. And he knows that I may not be eating yet. I'll save it for later and that kind of thing. You're delaying. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's perfect. So, you know, I know the pandemic has changed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, how has it affected you as a chef with your work? Well, so I am a personal chef. So I'm freelance, self-employed. I have a couple clients that I work for regularly. And then I do small catering jobs. I make wedding cakes. Really kind of, if you you want food. And I'm in a small, not a small town. I don't know, probably a medium-sized town. Um, There's not tons of food choices and i mm-hmm. i come from a more diverse food background around here it's kind of barbecue and fried chicken you know i get it yeah and um, augusta it's very similar we okay. have, i have you know, a few restaurants here and there that mm-hmm. are nice and popped up but it's mm-hmm. a lot of you know american fast casual yes chains yes and that's everywhere you turn not mm-hmm. exactly how i like to eat and me neither so so i do offer something a little bit different locally um, so yeah, for me, there, there's definitely been some ups and downs in the pandemic and there were, you know, the, the first couple weeks I didn't work and, um, and then there was one time where I had a fever one night and I had a whole week of work lined up and, you know, so I had to go get tested, tell everybody I couldn't work that week. Turns out it was nothing. Right. And yeah, so that, that was, was when testing took a lot of time too. It, it did. And it was even hard to get tested. I was yes. sick at one point early. It was March, yep. um, March of 2020. I mm-hmm. had something and um, felt bad. Mm-hmm. And my sister worked at well, she still does, but works at the local hospital, and mm-hmm. she was like in charge of getting the tests and everything. Right. And I'm like, what do I do? She's like, you do nothing. There's nothing you can do. Right. We have no tests. You just right. do nothing. So, I mean, did I have coronavirus? I don't know. Right. Well, and I had to pay. I did, right. technically didn't have to pay for the test, but mm-hmm. I had to pay to become a new patient right. at the only clinic in town that had the te- I mean, it was mm-hmm. really. It was very yeah, they didn't have them at the hospital at that time. Okay. It was really early. Yeah, this was so. la- this was later in the summer for me. Yeah. But it turns out I just like overheated myself because once again, I was painting. I was okay. painting in my garage <laughs> and it was really hot and I just got too hot. It was okay. But I was trying to be careful and not you know, do anything. So other, and then I think we had a resurge around between Thanksgiving and Christmas of Mm -hmm. new cases. And I had booked a bunch of catering stuff and then everybody had to cancel. And that was also frustrating. But, um, you know, I had some moments at the beginning of the pandemic where I wasn't worried so much about the pandemic, the, the virus, as I was just about it did feel a little bit like the world was, the sky was falling and everything. It did feel like that. And I had some concerns about, you know, is the whole economy going to collapse? Right. And I maybe planted a panic pandemic garden, maybe, because I was like, I'm going to be scratching the food from the soil. And so. <laughs> I ordered a bunch of dried beans at one point and I've just started cooking them like this week. I know. Well, I. Because <laughs> I was scared. But I was like, I better just get these beans. I got some beans. And they're so amazing, by the way. I'm yeah. scared of dried beans. I oh, always yeah. use beans in a can. Oh, it's so much better when you soak so and cook better. Your own. Yes. Yeah. But I, in my panic, I planted, because this, this is good survival food, um, raspberry and blueberry bushes. Ooh. Because that's what you need if you've got to survive, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can see how dessert is a strong priority. There you go. <laughs> but um, they're actually doing great. My 
my raspberries, I'm going to have to get out there and, and whip them into shape because they want to take over. Oh, Which, yeah. you know, I'll take a lot of raspberries. I'll see if I can get my husband to plant me some blackberries. Blackberries are my favorite. Oh, yes. We're remodeling our backyard right now. Okay. And it's all, it looks like the moon. Our whole okay. backyard, because it's, they, it's all been, you know, it was, it needed a lot of, of rehabbing. It had sure. an old pool from the 80s, an okay. old concrete that had been damaged when a tree oh. fell on it before we oh, bought the house, yeah, that sort of thing. Yes. So it had to, we yes. had to start over. But I'm going to get him to plant me some things, and I think okay. blackberries yes. would be a good. Well, they can be a little unruly. They have a mind of <laughs> their own. we got some weird but... parts of the yard he can yeah, put them in. Just... Do they like shade? I think they like half like and under half. trees? Yeah, a little. They, they need some sun, but, you know. So somebody else will be able to tell you better than me, but I well, think they he, like. He'll it. probably know because yes, he's you can figure it out. I just point and say, "I want, you know, I want yes. hydrangeas," and he's like, "Can't do them there. Can't do it." You know, he yep. just tells me what he can't do. Yep, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you were able to keep up with your work during the pandemic, and especially as a, a personal chef, that sounds great. Are there some families that you just like? make meals for them? Yeah. So uh, with my regular clients, they're families that for various reasons um, just don't want to cook for themselves, don't have time to cook for themselves, maybe special dietary needs. And before, I'm a self-trained chef. And I worked in a commercial kitchen for a couple years um, at a university. I helped get their coffee shop menu set up and did the bakes for that. And then they put me in charge of allergen-friendly foods for the cafeteria because, you know, we have students with different allergies and whatnot. So um, I learned a lot about, well, and of course I was doing my elimination diet myself. So I learned a lot about how to cook with some limited ingredients and if you need to avoid certain things. So some of my clients have dietary needs. So I will go in and I'll cook. Usually I do about three meals and some sides and stuff for, for them. And that's basically a week's worth of food. And um, so I'll set up their menu and get the groceries for them. They can add whatever they want to their list and um, then go to their house and cook their food. Awesome. So you cook it right there at their house? Generally. I'm I'm thinking sometimes I do it at my house. Sometimes I do it at their house. There's, um, you know, I'm just, I, it's a very small little business that I have and I'm trying to keep it simple. Sometimes it's easier to do it one way or the other. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. I've always wondered about the life of a personal chef, yes, well, especially I'll... in like a meet, a small Tennessee town. <laughs> I know. Well, and it is small is, is key because, and I don't, you know, I, I give a day to each client. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I can have 55 clients because right. I'm going to do, and I have a child in school still. So I try and get my work done while he's at school and then pick him up from school afterwards. So that's, that's kind of my day. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that the first time you started intermittent fasting back in 18, whenever that Mm -hmm. was, you and your husband were doing it together. How Mm -hmm. about this time? Well, this time when I started, Ted was skeptical because, you know, we tried it and it didn't work. And he is a very committed athlete. So, um, and last year during the pandemic, he and our boys were outside playing football every day in the heat. That's how they spent their time. He was a football player in in high school and college and has, um, we like to call it his little disease that he's continued to play in all sorts of weird, (laughs) random ways since college. And so um, he and the boys were out playing in the heat and he just did not feel like he could not eat and then play. So he really didn't. And then and he kept saying, maybe 
once football season is a season being the season that they created for themselves <laughs> i love that they're having their own they yard did. football season. it was like clubhouse football season and friends would come over and they'd play i mean it was great he's got a whole garage full of equipment and shoulder pads and helmets it's it really is a crazy little thing that he's got going on that sounds fun it, it is fun so I can't remember when it was, maybe in the fall. Actually, he didn't really start until around New Year's this year. He So okay. over pandemic, you know, I was making, because of th- this new freedom, instead of having all these restricted, you know, I can't eat this, try not to eat cookies, try not to this and that. At dinner time, I was making all the food. And so we were eating delicious food in the evenings because um, that's when I wanted to open my eating window. So we were eating great food in the evening and then he would eat during the day, do it, you know, before he worked out and all that kind of stuff. And then um, we had a friend come visit us around the holidays, a friend who especially likes to lean into the decadence of life. And Ted came away from that just really feeling rotten and just feeling like for nine months I've done nothing but eat. Right. And I love the way you phrase that. Lean into the decadence <laughs> of life. I I tend to be someone who also enjoys leaning oh, into the oh, decadence yeah. of life. We, decadence is always <laughs> going to be a part of our life, which is why right. intermittent fasting works so Absolutely. well for us. Absolutely. That lets us lean out. For yes, of exactly. The day. Exactly. So <laughs> I would say around January, he started fasting in earnest. And um, we've also found that wheat does not agree with him particularly well. Okay. So we've been... Um, trying to dial that back and he was having some pretty significant feel bad issues and um so he started fasting and i would say within a month lost maybe 15 pounds and it probably took two months for him to really start to feel a lot better but um he is very committed to doing it now and his real question was how can i work out can i work out in the fasted state how is that going to make me feel is that going to even be possible because as you know it goes against everything that everyone says and so um but he's found that he can work out fasted if he works out really 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 hard if it's really hot then he'll have trouble he may need like to supplement with some electrolytes. Right, right. Has he tried that? I I think some, and he's tried just doing a small snack before, or if he feels depleted, he'll do a snack afterwards yep. and break his fast Listening earlier his than body. he might have planned otherwise. But I would say it's just worked really well for both of us, and um, he's feeling he's feeling great. He looks great. Oh, yay. He's such a Yay, cutie. Ted. Yeah, good job, Ted. <laughs> and y'all can't see this. Kristen is in the room with Ted. I Yes. But I can't see Ted, well, but he's, I know Kristen is right there. He's right around the corner. Yeah. He, he wanted to listen. He's sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I think we've both found some, what do you call it, non-scale. Right. Non-scale victories. Non-scale victories. I had terrible plantar fasciitis. That is gone. That's we probably. We that all the time. Oh, I think that's the most common thing. And I I'm was. I'm so glad I never had that. It sounds horrible. It's just it, horrible pain. It is. It is really bad. And I'm on my feet all day. Right. Um. And so, you know, I switched to wearing Birkenstocks, which that was a good move. And I will never go back. Um, so for a while I was like, is it the Birkenstocks? Is it mm-hmm. the fasting? Cause well, no, I switched to Birkenstocks probably a year before I started fasting and it helped a little bit, but it didn't go away until I started fasting. The fasting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably 
it might have even been six months before it was really gone. And then one day I was just like, wait, my feet don't hurt anymore. This is amazing. That's awesome. So that's been great. What else are my, let's see, I wrote it down. Let me see. I've had some other things too. I used to have this really weird eczema thing. It might be connected to wheat too, but I think Uh, that's gone. I've had, so I discovered about 20 years ago that I'm allergic to cats which is maybe the saddest thing in the world because I love it cats. Sad. It's very yeah. sad. Well, we when we moved to Tennessee, we decided that we could try an outdoor cat and maybe that wouldn't give my allergies problems. It still did. I did do a weird treatment at a chiropractor that has helped my allergies, but I really think fasting has been a part of it too. Fasting and, made a huge difference on my allergies. Okay. Well, Fun fact, I'm allergic to one of our cats. Oh my. He's got like different fur interesting i didn't yeah. know that was possible well, well we- it is i <laughs> i'm not allergic to the uh, like but this one cat of ours he's got the thickest fur you've uh-huh. ever seen like we joke that he's like a russian cat <laughs> he, like from siberia we, That's i don't know funny. he's got the glossiest thickest coat like if you start brushing him uh-huh. you know, like you could brush out hair like right. for, forever right. and never stop but his fur gives me trouble but the others don't that is yeah. funny well we actually have an indoor cat now Yay! And she is beautiful, long-haired. She's mm-hmm. just the delight of our our entire house. Loves her so very much, and um, I I don't have any trouble with that. That's wonderful. Um, I had started noticing some skin tags. Yeah. Yep. That's and, a sign of insulin resistance. Well, I'm pretty sure that insulin resistance was was a thing. I hate going to the doctor, mm-hmm. and um, I know this is not something that. I would recommend necessarily for people, but I just avoid it as much as possible. And I only go if I'm absolutely desperate. So I hadn't done a lot of the testing and all of those kind of things, but I'm pretty sure I was insulin resistant. Oh, yeah. So I didn't have tests that said that I was either, but I'm pretty sure I was. Yes. Well, and I tend to carry weight in my belly area. Also a sign. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. So my skin tags, they hadn't, they weren't terrible, but I had noticed a few. I actually had a couple on my neck where my seatbelt would like rub against mm-hmm. them. And then one day I was just like, oh, they're gone. So that that's kind of nice. That's Before, a sign your body's healing. Yes. So that's been, it's just been really great. And of course, there's the energy thing. I, <laughs> I had wondered if I was going to end up being like having narcolepsy because every day when I would drive my son home from school at like 2.30 or 3, it was all I could do to drive the 10 minutes from school home. I would think I was going to, fall asleep at the wheel. There was just something yeah. about that time. I've always been a morning person. And when I was in college, I scheduled my classes around an afternoon nap. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> because I knew I had to have that nap. I stayed up late. Yeah. I got up early and I napped. And That's that great. is still my preferred schedule. But mm-hmm. I don't feel that same insane urge to sleep in the afternoon. I have a lot more energy. And that's been great. It really, I remember that that period of time, I would have to have that afternoon latte. Well, yes, that too. So I'm just, I'm just going with this, Jen. I, so here's my struggles. Okay. My, it's really not hunger that I struggle with particularly, but I struggle with habits. Right. And, you know, so I've been doing this at this time, maybe 14 months. So not a, I mean, longer than 
21 days, which is what they say it takes to break a habit, much longer than that, but not years and years. Mm -hmm. And I still struggle. Like I'll drive by Starbucks in the afternoon and I'll think, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Because I do drink my coffee black in the morning. Occasionally during my eating window, I'll have a treat coffee. And a treat coffee, of course, has sugar and some kind of yummy flavor cream or whatever. But um, the habit of having a treat that's food in the middle of the day has been really hard for me to overcome. And I don't except on special occasions like on vacation or whatever. But um, that has been really hard for me to get past the mindset of wanting a treat outside of my window. Yeah. It took me a long time Mm -hmm. to get to that point of being okay with saying no to that the treat that my mind right. was calling for yes and not feeling like i was depriving myself right yeah there was a there was a period of time and it was it was i think after i got to my goal mm-hmm. and you know every other quote diet of course intermittent fasting is not a diet it's not right. what you're eating it's when right. you're eating so right. you know but Whenever I had dieted and gotten to a goal weight that I was able to maintain for two minutes, you know, mm-hmm, I always mm-hmm. gained it back of and, and you know, every time stopped doing it. But with intermittent fasting, the realization, you know, the time that I finally lost the weight and got, you know, got to my goal and have stayed there, I had that little bit of resentment for, I really am going to have to do this forever. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, right around 2015, 2016, maybe even into 2017, mm-hmm. that resentment, like mm-hmm. I said, that was there, that I was going to, quote, have to do it right. forever. Right. So it really took a lot of mental work for me. And it was when I, I switched, you know, I flipped that switch in my brain to intermittent fasting is actually something I'm I'm doing now. I'm doing it for the health benefits. Mm-hmm. And the, the fasting time is doing something important and not just weight maintenance. I had right. to disconnect it from weight maintenance because hmm. otherwise you're like, well, I could have this. I'm not going to gain any weight. And you start slipping right. it in. Right. But when you're like, you know, it, it's a healthy way for me to, to live. And if, if I fast for, you know, 18 hours, 19 hours, 20 mm-hmm. hours, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the day, I'm giving my body that important break. Right. And and when I when I really made that shift of okay I'm not doing this because I quote have to just to right. maintain my weight I'm doing this because I want to age well right I want to you know be mentally sharp yep yeah that becomes more mind. important as we get a little older doesn't it does it? <laughs> now, now that I've, I'm on the other side of menopause officially oh boy you know? yeah <laughs> and so suddenly those things became my focus instead of my weight and right and of course my weight is important to me it's, it's right you know I I feel the need for many many reasons to maintain my weight mm-hmm. but luckily I don't have to struggle to do that right yeah. which which is 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 fortunate I'm I'm grateful yeah. to that but thank you fasting mm-hmm. but i've i've lost the 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 feeling of like it's a duty and an obligation to mm-hmm. not open my window mm-hmm. instead feeling like you know i'll wait right and and it's okay well it is really helpful to just know like so the other day i was making cookies for a client and i've already told you cookies are a major weakness of mine i love cookies too oh, yes cookies are uh-huh. so good and i've got they are, I, so I really, many that's one thing I, I can't do a lot of baking cookies i will just eat them i'll eat right. too many cookies well 
Yeah. And I, I have a lot of really good recipes. And so I, I was making cookies do. for a client. Do not send me one. I won't. <laughs> do not send me a recipe for cookies. I, I will no. not. <laughs> I was, well, I was making cookies for a client and I'm like smelling the browned butter mm-hmm. and the vanilla and it, it just, it smelled so, and I just knew because it has happened, of course, if I even licked my fingers, if I even accidentally licked my fingers, it would be all over and so I just have to be really careful which that is a trick with my work because tasting as a chef can be really important and so I have decided for me what I do is if I need to taste it then I do and I taste it in a very you know like lick a little bit of sauce off the spoon kind of thing not even a bite but just taste if I need to correct the seasoning and I just I have to be able to do that because it's my work and um if I do have to taste something I usually try and take a drink of water or coffee right afterwards hoping that that maybe much of a maybe it'll trick my mind into thinking that it didn't actually have anything but um (laughs) there have been a few times when I've tasted and then tasted some more, and then tasted some more, and I'm like, and now your window's I open. I just blew it. Yep, the window's open, <laughs> and here we go. But you know what? Tomorrow's another day, exactly. and maybe I can close it earlier today or whatever. So right. that is something when I when I first started, I just felt like, how am I going to do this? But mm-hmm. I just have had to go with it. The other thing that's been, well, I've already mentioned desserts. Desserts are going to be a part of my life. I'm not willing to give those up, and Me so yeah. desserts usually make an appearance in my window. And the other thing that's always been important to me is Sunday is a different day and I don't fat. I usually break my fast earlier on Sunday because we almost always have a group of people over on Sunday after church for brunch and I make mm-hmm. a big, big meal and people come over and we eat and we hang out and it's wonderful. And I tend to be an evening window person and once I open my window, it's pretty hard for me to close it before I go to bed. And so Sunday, I am often eating for eight hours, Mm -hmm. maybe even 10. But um, I just decided that that's important to me. And Mm -hmm. I want to do, I'm going to make changes that I can sustain for my life. 100%. I am not doing something crazy. And I know that you could say for a time, I'm going to make this sacrifice. I mean, that's really what we're doing in general. I'm going to make a sacrifice for a short time and then enjoy things at a different time. But I decided that I didn't want to do anything extreme even at the beginning to try and get some results and then have to change and then change later. Right. I decided that I was going to make the changes that I wanted to live with. And that, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because it, you know, every person designs their own lifestyle, how it works right. for them. And if this is something that's important to you mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like, I mean, we, we need to enjoy our life. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, I am, well, I'm a foodie. I'm a chef. I love food. I love making food. I love sharing food. And I just couldn't see cutting out something that was so important in our lives, which was sharing food with friends after church right. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I I just didn't see that. And then uh, usually the friends leave and then we hang out and watch a movie with our family and we eat popcorn and M&Ms. And I just didn't see that changing without feeling like I was really missing out on something, right. which means I wouldn't have stuck with it long term. And exactly. so Sundays are a loose day for me. And then Monday through Saturday, I usually don't eat until dinner. Okay. 
And so how long is your window usually? Well, my goal is to fast for 20 hours every day. Um, and just depending on things, I'm not a uh, super precise, routine kind of person. So I'm not looking at the clock mm-hmm. and trying to wait until this minute. I use the Zero app just as a fasting timer just to help just to give me a little bit of perspective, but I'm not like, I can't start until it hits 20 or, you know, I have to stop the second the four hours have passed. I I am a little bit loose with that. So yeah, but I just try and wait until dinner to eat. And I usually eat dinner and I have, I mean, we do good dinners, really good dinners. I love that. And then after dinner- Good dinner is important. Good dinner is so important. And in fact, there've been a few times where I've been in a situation where- Um, Like I was on a trip with my eighth grader and somebody, you know, the restaurant that was chosen was probably the last place on earth I would ever go. (laughs) And I was just like, I cannot believe that I have to eat this lousy food for dinner. And I've waited all day and now I have to have this Mm -hmm. food that I don't even like. It's not not window worthy. It was not window worthy. And it wasn't worth what it cost either. But that's Mm -hmm. another story for another day. So, um (laughs) I do a fancy, not window worthy oh, dinner. Gosh. That's even worse. Well, it wasn't fancy. It was well, just expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then usually in the evening, Ted and I usually have a snack. We so this is this is what has killed me with every diet I've ever had. Um, so we have two sons. Mm-hmm. My oldest is eighteen. He's about to go to college in the fall, and um, both of our children we adopted from Ukraine. And so we had this wonderful, carefree adult life for several years when we were first married without children. And then seven years into our marriage, we adopted a one and a half year old, Tristan, our oldest, um, came to us as a year and a half bundle Mm -hmm. of energy. Oh, my (laughs) word. I had two boys that were bundles of energy, too. Well, and there was no transitional time with a sweet little infant sleeping in the car seat. He came to us. Oh, yeah. He was already mobile. He was wound up and ready (laughs) to go. This kid had a lot of energy. And so it was like a marathon and Uh a race to get through the day chasing him down and then we would put him in his bed at seven o'clock and we would collapse on the couch and we're like now we can live yes we did it and so we would celebrate (laughs) with that feeling with decadence and it was usually some kind of treat or snack so that is a habit that has been going on for Mm -hmm. a long time and every time i would try a diet i would do great all day And then in the evening, we would, you know, the kids would be occupied or in bed or whatever. And then Ted and I would look at each other and we're like, well, what's our treat? And that's when it would all fall apart. And And see, that's the beauty of intermittent fasting because we're fasting during the day. Yes. And then we open our window and and it's, you know. Yes. Yeah. The the excess and decadence can begin. So that is another thing that I struggle with is I I don't have a real super strong – what do you call it? Satiety signal. And so I still have to be mindful of the fact that just because I've fasted all day doesn't mean I need to eat five cookies. Like two cookies is fine. And that's a good spot to stop. Just again, discipline and self-control. I, so I think I'm still learning that, um, how to enjoy, and this, I think there is just a sense of celebration and decadence at the end of every day that I really right. want that feels like freedom and enjoyment. 
and relaxation, but yet not going overboard. So I do have to work on that. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Still. And I just want to put in a word about about the satiety signal. I do have a really strong satiety signal, mm-hmm. but I'm still great at ignoring it. Well, you know, people yeah. think I have it all together. Jen Stevens. But last night, for example, I just ignored the I've had enough signal, which is and leaned into the decadence. Yeah, and I'm not sorry. Yeah. And and at the other side of it, I'm like, I really probably shouldn't have had that. Right. I didn't really need right. it, but it was good. Yeah. And it's okay. Right. Well, and so. when there is really good food and um, plenty of it, it, it can be hard to stop. And so I'm, I'm trying to learn how to think of food a little bit differently. It's there's enough. There's good food. I can always have what I want during my window. I don't have to think of it as quick gobble it down before it's gone i can always make more or you know there's another day and other things to have so um, i'm trying to get better at that but it really has been so helpful for me because of that evening mentality of relaxing and it's just such a wonderful part of my day i work hard i've got energy i'm focused throughout the day and then once usually six o'clock or so, 6.30, it's dinner time and we start cooking. And I usually don't really even eat much until we actually sit down with the meal. And then we sit down, we eat, we enjoy, I'm relaxed, I'm starting to get sleepy. And then a little snack later and then off to bed. And then the window is closed and we start again. It's great. That's I close my window I mean, I, I usually do not snack much through the evening, but if, if I were hungry again before bed, I would mm-hmm. eat again. Mm-hmm. Well, usually it's some well kind of going to bed hungry. Yeah, it's dinner. And then usually two hours later, it's some kind of treat, you know, right. a dessert or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have had a little bit of trouble. I've tried doing a longer fast, I guess, mm-hmm. alternate day yep. fasting. Yep. Except I haven't wanted to do it every you know like every other day or anything right that has been hard for me um so i i have lost about 20 pounds 
And that's great. I think I would be helped to lose a little bit more. Um, and by a little bit more, probably 20 more <laughs> would okay. actually be good for me. It's, I haven't, I'm, I'm just so happy with where I'm at now because not only have I lost 20 pounds, but it really, there was a lot around my middle. And right. that is the part that has flattened out quite a bit. Now, you know, there's still a few little lumps and bumps and we could stand to, we can stand to, to <laughs> that's just the female body, right? Yeah, to <laughs> slim down a little more. But, um, so I've, I've been, I think I lost, I probably lost 15 pounds pretty quickly and okay. then slowly, 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 a little bit more to the point where even it's like, did that actually happen? Am I really, but I've also reshaped some because I've gone mm. down in pant size well, even that's a little bit hard to say. At least one size, maybe two. I I was I was squeezing into a size 14 when I first started and actually the pants I'm wearing today are size 8, but I keep Yay. thinking they've got to be missized. Is it possible? Because I'm still wearing pants that are bigger than that too. So, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where I'm at with that, but um Oh, I had a point. What was my point? Well, the alternate day fasting, you were talking about that. Yes, that was my point. Mm -hmm. My point was that I had thought maybe if I did, if I did longer fast, like once a week, maybe a mealless Monday kind of concept, not every other day or anything like that. Right. But maybe if I did that, that would help push the weight off a little bit more. So I've experimented with that. I've done it probably four or five times. And I had one time that I tried and failed. And um, it's every time I do it, I do see the scale move. Right. Usually like two or three pounds, which feels like how could that be possible, which you would think that would make me really motivated to do it often. But I do well all day. And then I get I even get past dinner and then I get to about eight o'clock and that desire, not even so much hunger, but just for food as a as a treat, as a comfort really kicks in. So the times that I've done it successfully have been times that Ted has been away at night. <laughs> so he's... No, I get it. The reason I'm, I'm smiling <laughs> is because that was one of my struggles with alternate daily yes. fasting as well, because I I remember sitting on the couch next to Chad yes. one night. I was doing... This is... You know, I haven't I haven't skipped a day of eating since 2016. Oh, I've wow. eaten every single day. Okay, lucky you. <laughs> since 2016. <laughs> And but I remember I was try, I was doing it and I'm sitting on the couch. He's eating tortilla chips and mm-hmm. salsa, and I wanted to throat punch him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I I just wanted to. It right. again wasn't because I was hungry. It was because he was having this eating experience, right. and I wanted to have an eating experience. I want to I want to have a treat, and so yeah. it it is really tricky. So I actually did well. Okay. Tell me what you think about this. I wanted okay. to do an all-day fast on Wednesday just a few days ago. Okay. I knew Ted had a meeting out of town that night, and I knew he wouldn't be back until late, and I thought maybe I can make it. But then I was listening to one of your podcasts, and it was talking about alternate day fasting and how on the off day, you could still have a small meal of The like, down day. Yeah, the down day. Calorie like 500 meal. calories. Mm-hmm. And yep. so- when he got home, he wanted to have a snack because he'd had, you know, some hipster meal that wasn't enough food for him. <laughs> so he wanted a snack. And I was like, well, I could do the 500 calories. Yeah. Thing. So I did do a little snack, but it felt like cheating. 
See, that's the thing. People say that. Oh, I knew you were going to go with that. But, <laughs> but people are like, this seems like cheating. Doesn't this break the fast? I'm like, yes, it is breaking the fast. It, no, right. it's not cheating. You know, the research on alternate day fasting was with 500 calorie down days. I mean, they've done okay. some with zero calorie days right. as well, where people fast straight through like right. for 36 hours. Mm-hmm. But the initial research on alternate day fasting was with 500 calorie down days. Okay. And... um. So it's it's not cheating. It's not right. It's it it it's not fasting once you eat, obviously. Right. But it's not less than or lesser right. or a, a right. you know like I have to choose this because I'm not strong enough to do the other. It's it's none of those. Right. It's, it's a legitimate way of structuring alternate daily fasting. Okay. You know, some because people call it a crutch. It's not a crutch. Right. It's a well researched way of doing alternate day fasting. Okay. And again. The best, you said this earlier. I'm going to say your own advice back to you. Okay. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Hit me with some great advice, Jen. Yeah, this is advice from Kristen to Kristen. The best approach is the one that you can stick to. Right. And if having a 500 calorie down day meal is the one that you can stick to, mm-hmm. then it's 100% the better way to do it. Right. It is legitimately better if it feels better to right. you to do it that way. Well, because I feel like if I could say, I'm going to do a mealless Monday. I'm going to have a down day every Monday. But Monday evening, I could have, I mean, let's be honest, it would probably be a treat coffee and a cookie. (laughs) But if I could have that and have a treat today, I really feel like I could do that every week. Well, if it's not going to make you starving. See, if I had a cookie and a coffee, I would be so hungry. It would like open the gates. Well, but if I went to bed, I think it would be okay because I was fine the next day. In fact, I didn't eat. So I didn't eat anything except a snack on Wednesday evening. And then I didn't eat again on Thursday, which was yesterday, until like five or six. And I was fine. I will say this. After a down day, I want you to have an up day. Well, so I did. I had. Okay. I had something. At least two meals, at least six to eight hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had plenty yesterday. Thank okay. you. <laughs> we had, yes, it was a good okay. day. So so I think I could do that. So I would like to, like I said, I would like to move the weight loss forward a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's what I need to incorporate. But, okay, so I have a friend, a question from my friend. Okay. Which is, if we as women of a certain age, isn't that what they right. used to say? Women of a certain age. I'm now of that age. Okay. If we (laughs) just faithfully do the thing, which is eat in a short window and fast during a long window of fasting, and we do that faithfully, do we have to tweak it? Or is it just going to, maybe it'll take more time, but it's just going to work? Well, that's the impossible thing to answer. And it also depends on what you mean by work. Will it work in your body in a powerful way, doing things that are important and healing you, like your skin tags falling off mm-hmm. and your your waist is going down? Mm-hmm. That's working. Right. Will it get you all the way to the your goal size or weight? Maybe not. Right. Okay. And and that's because, you know, the 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 thing that really hits me, fasting is simple, mm-hmm. but our bodies are complicated. Yeah. You know, one person might be able to say, I'm just going to have an eight-hour eating window. That's all I'm going to do. And and then magically they get right where they want to be. Right. Somebody might be able to do that in a five-hour window or a four-hour window. 
whereas somebody else needs to do some different things. Right. You know, maybe it, it just really depends. Right. And a lot of it has to do with, I'll be honest, people like you and like me who like to lean into the decadence. Oh, yes. Lean in. We may have to lean and lean back a little bit. I know. You know? I hate that. But, <laughs> but we're still having health benefits. Right. Even in the absence of, you know, the weight loss we might be hoping right. for. Well, that's but, the thing that I have found to be so magical about this whole thing, Jen, is that every year of my life since I was 16, if I wasn't doing something proactive about my weight, I was gaining weight. Right. Mm -hmm. Always gaining. Mm -hmm. And there have been years that I gave up. There were years that I was trying, but it was, it got harder and harder to lose weight. And weight gain was just the norm. And so exactly. for the last oh, year. Oh, we can relate to that. Gosh. So for the last year, I have lost 20 pounds. Now, would I have liked to have lost more? Yes. I've heard some stories where people are losing, you know, 50, 80 pounds in a year. And I know. Yeah, that's, that's... that's not me. But mm-hmm. if I factor in the fact that every year I would gain five or even 10 pounds in a year and I've lost 20 and even though I haven't lost a lot in the last few months, I've had some ups and downs um, with some some different things that have come in and, and made changes. But I haven't I haven't gained. I have not gained weight, and that is shocking. And I feel like That's I could do this forever. And right. in fact, you know, after the holidays, after we went on spring break, we took a, a fun trip this year, our whole family, and you know, I was eating. I was not living by all of the fasting principles on those trips. And then we got back and I was looking forward to getting back on it, which I can for sure say there was never a time that I was like, I can't wait to start counting Weight Watchers points again. Right. But we're ready to get back to fasting because it feels so much better. It does. It feels really good. And sure, there are those moments where I want the treat. Donuts have been something that it's been hard to give up, but you know, because they're mostly in the morning and I don't usually eat yeah. in the morning. But if I really, really want a donut, I can save it for later. You can. And then I usually find that later I actually want dinner and something a sensible else. meal and real good food. Well, we are almost out of time. Yes, so, we are. really, in a very short period of time, what would you tell someone just starting off with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Well, I think. The idea of accepting the fact that the first couple weeks may be really difficult and not giving up. And then also the idea of picking something that you can live with for the rest of your life. So many other diets, you feel like I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be terrible, but I won't have to do it forever. Um, And if you can think of things that you don't mind doing forever and just make it a part of your life, it, it really is so easy. And I have found, like I said, that I look forward to getting back on track when I do take a little break because we have family in town and shocking how much they want to eat, Jen. Oh, I Every know. It always surprises me. I'm what's, like, what? What's for lunch, Chris? How can you possibly really? eat I know. I again? just made you breakfast. Really? <laughs> and you ate it. <laughs> I know. I know. The frequent eaters. Yeah. Yes. It, it is. It is that crazy. used to be us. Yep. 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 Well, Kristen, thank you so much for being here today. And um, send me an email. Let me know how it goes with your your alternate daily fasting or mealless, but with a small meal. Yes. Okay. I will do that. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you. 
Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.